Appreciate it, appreciate it. Well, good morning, everybody. It's good to see you. Uh, those of you that are in the room, you can be seated. We have some of our uh, team, people who serve in the church with us today. We're looking forward to the day that we can all gather together. Um, and that day is going to be here very quickly, uh, just like Andrew was talking about a few mi minutes ago, just moments ago. Uh, we're going to start off our, our gathering back together uh, with just some time of prayer and worship together. We think that would be just an awesome idea. I know I'm talking to my dad. Um, if we could just get everybody together and remember why it is that we gather. I think sometimes in life when you slow down to remember why it is that you do things, it kind of reinvigorates you to be passionate about those things. And I, I know many of you probably know, uh, you know, that, that watch uh, through, through uh, streaming technology, how easy it is. You know, you can be excited those few couple times that, you know, weren't able to meet corporately and you think, oh, this is really, really awesome. But you know how it is to be home, be able to be distracted, doing other things. and all of a sudden you can kind of uh, forget, you know, the magnitude of some of the moments that, that we can share together. And so we're excited about being able to gather together and believe that God's going to continue to do great things in our lives in this new season for us as a church and for you and your families. I want to say, I don't know how you ended up on this stream today or how you ended up uh, watching our church today. I don't know what your church background is. I don't know what your belief system is, but I believe that God does. And I really honestly, with all of my heart, um, believe that there's things that we're going to talk about today that can be transformative as it pertains to you and your families and what you're facing and what you're going through. I don't know all of the situations that you're facing, but God does. And so I want to encourage you today. Um, I always say this, but I want to extra encourage you today to open your heart that God would have a space to speak into your life, to maybe challenge our thinking, challenge our belief systems, to invigorate us with hope today. Uh, even for those of you that are in this room, in this space, able to be with us today, that, that, that our hearts would be open. I don't know about you, but I don't need more religion, but I do need more of God. I need God's direction. I need God's hope. I need God's answers. I need God to be able to do what God and only God can do. What is life without God? What is life without connection with our Creator? So I want to pray. I know we've prayed a lot today, but I want to pray and uh, kind of just give you maybe an opportunity for everybody watching to kind of just take a deep breath, maybe just focus yourself for this next few minutes that we're going to share together. Will you pray with me? I'll lead us. God, we thank you for this day. God, we start right there and we say thank you for this day. God, that we woke up today, that we have oxygen in our lungs today, that our life was not over today, that we are here today. God, our hearts are full of gratitude in this moment. God, just for this day, thank you for this day. God, would you use these next few moments that seem so simple to man and humanity and mankind, would you use them to transform lives, to think through our thoughts, to give us answers to questions that we've been struggling with, God, for quite some time, that we would get clarity today, that we would find peace today, that people would find hope today, that people felt who felt like their life was over, that they're heading downhill, would find out that you're with them, that they have nothing to worry about, that we would be encouraged and strengthened together. In Jesus' name, we look to you. We thank you. We thank you for this day. In Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen. If you have your Bibles, uh, I'm going to read out of the book of, of Genesis. Thank you, team. Great, great job this morning. I'm going to read out of the book of Genesis. I'm going to read a few things, uh, and then we'll kind of dig into some uh, content this morning. But let's look in Genesis chapter 15. Genesis chapter 15. And we're going to read about, uh, starting here, the, the Lord's covenant with Abram who many of you who may have been accustomed to faith for some time know that Abram eventually becomes Abraham and uh, is a well-known character in the Bible. Verse, chapter 15, verse 1, it says this. 
After this, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying this, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your very great reward. But Abram said, Sovereign Lord, what can you give me since I remain childless, and the one who will inherit my estate is Eliezer of Damascus? And Abram said, You have given me no children, so a servant in my household will be my heir. Then the word of the Lord came to him and said this, This man will not be your heir, but rather a son who is your own flesh and blood will be your heir. He took him outside and he says this, he says, Look up at the sky and count the stars. If indeed you can count them, then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. Verse 6 says, Abram believed the Lord, and he credited it to him as righteousness. Now I want to jump down to chapter 16. About 10 years have passed since God has made this promise to Abram, and nothing has happened. He's promised him that he would give him a child, that the heir of his estate would not be a servant in his household, but it would be his own flesh and blood. Yet 10 years have passed and nothing has happened. When we pick up in chapter 16, it says this. It says, now Sarai, Abram's wife, had borne him no children. But she had an Egyptian slave named Hagar. So she said to Abram, the Lord has kept me from having children. Go sleep with my slave and perhaps I can build a family through her. So Abram agreed to what Sarai said. So after Abram had been living in Canaan 10 years, Sarai, his wife, took her Egyptian slave Hagar and gave her to her husband to be his wife. He slept with Hagar and she conceived. When she knew she was pregnant, she began to despise her mistress, being Sarai. Then Sarai said to Abram, you are responsible now for the wrong that I am suffering. I put my slave in your arms and now she knows she is pregnant and she despises me. Talk about a mess. He says, she says, may the Lord judge between you and me. Abram says, your slave is in your hands. Do with her whatever you think. Then Sarai mistreated Hagar, the text says. So she fled from her. Hagar runs away. The Bible says the angel of the Lord finds Hagar near a spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road Shur. And he said, Hagar, slave of Sarai, where have you come from and where are you going? I'm running away from my mistress, Sarai, she answered. Then the angel of the Lord told her, go back to your mistress and submit to her. The angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be too numerous to count. Go down to verse 13. It says this, she gave this name to the Lord who spoke to her. She said, you are the God who sees me. For she said, I have now seen the one who sees me. Verse 15 says, so Hagar bore Abram a son, and Abram gave the name Ishmael to the son she had born. Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore him Ishmael. There's a true story about a young man who, uh, who wasn't raised in a faith-based home. He wasn't raised around things of faith. In fact, he had a tendency to mock things of faith. He, he found it really humorous that people would believe in some big God, that people would gather in spaces much like the space that I'm in today to worship a God that they cannot see. And, and so what him and his friends would do is they would travel around. These were in the days where churches held lots of special meetings. There wasn't a church on every corner like there tends to be now. And so people had to work to get to the church. They were kind of spread out. But they would have these meetings, these gatherings. And oftentimes they'd happen on the weekend. There'd be several meetings throughout the day. And, and he, was, he, he thought it was so silly that people would gather and worship this invisible God that him, him and his friends would make it a point to go around to these places and, and, and go to act like they're going to participate 
but then they would sit there the whole time and just mock everybody for what they were doing. Talking about, you know, lifting your hands, clapping your hands, singing songs, praying to God, believing for healing. How, how silly can you be was the mentality of this young man. So, so one afternoon, him and his buddy, they go to one of these meetings, and they're doing what they normally do, and, and they're mocking the things that are happening. And they take a break from the meeting. They, they're kind of a break, and they have lunch outside for everybody. And they're sitting there, and he's talking with his friends. He's like, man, what a joke. Like, what a joke this is. And as they're talking, there's some kids that are kind of close by, and, and they're climbing, and they're playing in the trees. And there's this one young kid that, as he's playing in the tree, he loses his footing. And the kid falls out of the tree, and he slams down on the ground. Well, this young man runs over there with everybody else that runs over there, and, and they're looking at the kid, and, and the kid is, 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 is dead. They check his pulse, and he's, he's gone. There's, there's, no, there's, there's no pulse. Well, if you've ever been around church folk in the midst of tragedy, you know what church folk do. They start praying. Like these people start lifting up this roar, and, and, and uh, this young man is looking at his friends like, what are they doing? Like, He's sad at the situation that he sees, but he's just like, can these people get it together? Your prayers are not going to bring this boy back. This boy is dead. As he's sitting there watching all of these quote-unquote believers pray for this young boy, the young man steps back and watches. And as they continue to pray, they pray, they pray, they pray, nothing's happening. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, that little young boy comes back to life. Everybody starts shouting and screaming and excitement in this young man, his life has been drastically changed. Because everything that he used to mock in a moment all of a sudden made sense. That young man was my great grandfather. That young man that day changed his life, but it didn't just change his life, it would change the life of his son, who although did not participate in maybe pastoring a church, although he ministered, he would raise a son who would pastor a church who would be my father, who would raise another son who, for whatever reason, would be standing here talking to you, holding a microphone today. But my great-grandfather's life was not changed by intellect. My great-grandfather's life was not changed because somebody talked him into faith, somebody, somebody, somebody opened up the book and just talked him through all the letters, and he said, okay, yeah, I think I'll sign up for that belief system. His, his belief systems and what he know it wasn't formed by what man told him. His belief system, what he knew, was formed by what he had, he experienced. There were things that he knew that he knew not how he knew. There are things in your life that you know that you know not how you know. And I think that I've been sent by God today to proclaim to somebody, it's time to get back to what you know. It's, it's time to get back to what you know. I'm not talking about get back to the things that you learned. I'm not talking about get back to the things that make sense. I'm not talking about get back to the things that are logical and things that you can put into a box and things that you can understand. I'm talking about there's experiences that you've had. There's seasons that you've walked through. There's things that you've seen with your own eyes. You can't explain the times that you've been there. And all of a sudden, the hairs on your arms stood up, and there were goosebumps. And people said, how do you know that it's God? I can't tell you how I know, but I know that I know. There's something down on the inside of me that testifies and bears witness that God is real, that he is for me, that he is not against me, that he's not done with me. I'm here to remind you, it's time to get back to some things that you know, because it's easy to lose sight of what you know. 
It's easy to be distracted when you're going through things that are really, really tough and really, really overwhelming and really, really burdensome. It's easy to, to be moved off of what you know when you start looking at all the things that you don't know. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? I'm talking about there are things that I have, there's, there's dreams that people used to not be able to talk me out of. Because I knew deep down on the inside that God had planted a seed on the inside of me. There were things that I believed about God. I knew that he was a healer. I knew that he was a provider. I knew that he would make a way when man could not make a way. I knew that he would make a way where there seems to be no way. There are things that I knew that I knew not how I knew. It's easy to lose sight of the things that you know. It's easy to lose sight of the things that you know. Look to the stars, Abram. Look to the stars and let them remind you of what you know. See, Abram had had some experiences with God. He had walked through some things. God had this ability of finding him throughout his journey, and he would say things to him. He would make him promises. In the midst, Abram's worried that he's not going to have somebody to carry on his estate, and God finds him and says, I'm going to give you a child. And here's, here's what, look to the stars. And as many of the stars as you can count, I want you to be reminded that I'm working. Why do I need to look to the stars? Because when I stop looking at the stars, I start looking at the time. I start looking at the fact, yeah, but 10 years has passed. What are the things that talk you out of the things that you know? No, no, what are the things that you have allowed to talk you out of the things when you close your eyes and you take a deep breath and you think about your experiences and you think about the things that you've walked through and you think about the life that you've had and you think about the journey that you've walked? What are the things that you know? What are you looking at, Abram? I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the stars. What are you, what are you looking at, Abram? What, what, is what I'm asking you today. What are you looking at? What are, you, are you looking at the things that you know? I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. What are you looking at, Abraham? I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars, but time has passed, and now I'm starting to look at, I'm starting to look at it's, it's Sarai. Now I'm starting to look at Sarai because I was the one that told her that God would, and God still hasn't. I look at the pain in her eyes. I look at the pain in her eyes as every other family member gets their newborn baby. And she stands there and she throws these parties for him and she celebrates for him. And she tries to make sense of, of everything that she's going through, even though she can't make sense. But we're trusting God. And I, I see the pain in her eyes and time has passed. And I want to hold on to what I know. But sometimes I get caught up looking in Sarai and I start seeing the need. There is nothing that will distract you from what you know like need. What, what, what am I talking about? I know that God will. I know the dream that's in my heart. I know the things that I know, but look at this. Look at this need. Look at this need. I get distracted because I start feeling like I owe people something. I get distracted because I start thinking that I can fix problems that I cannot fix. Abram, you cannot fix Sarai's problem because Sarai's problem goes way deeper than just not having a baby. Sometimes in life we get distracted off things that we know trying to meet the needs of other people. And as long as we're trying to solve problems that we have not the ability to solve, we miss out on the problems that God has actually anointed us and put in us and actually put something in us to be able to solve. What am I talking about? What do you no! What are you looking at, Abram? I'm looking at the stars. But sometimes it's easy to be distracted by the need. 
Sometimes it's easy to be distracted by the fact that I know God wants to be my provider, but can I just hustle a little bit because I have so much need over here. Maybe I need to pick up a few extra jobs and help God out. Sometimes in life, when you forget what you know, you start playing God and taking God's job and thinking that you're the provider and thinking that you can make things happen. I'm here to tell you in life, how does that work out for us? What do you know? What are the things that you know? What are the things that God has proven himself to you before that have worked out before? Don't allow need to keep you from the things that you know. What are you looking at, Abram? I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. But 10 years have passed, and I also see Sarai. I'm distracted by the need. And as I look at Sarai, I also listen to what Sarai is saying. And if I'm honest with you, in comparison to what I know, what she's saying makes a whole lot of sense. You, you see, in life, a lot of times it's easy to be distracted from what I know by, by need, but other times it's easy to be distract, distracted from what I know because of the news. And I'm not just talking about, uh, I'm not talking about uh, media outlets. You know what I'm talking about? Information. I'm talking about things that make sense. Nothing will keep you from holding on to what you know, like somebody getting in your head and showing you what intellectually makes sense. If you would do this, though, look at how much more this makes sense. And all of a sudden, you used to believe it was prayer, but now you started believing that it was good ethics and your, your hustle and the fact that you went to bed at a certain time and the fact that you got up at a certain time. It was never those things. It was never your intellect. It was never the news. It was never the information. It was something that you knew. Look to the stars, Abram. Look to the stars, but, but it's easy to be distracted by information. It's easy to be distracted by things that make sense and they seem a whole lot easier. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense that you would pray and believe that God would bring healing, but there's something that I know. There's something that I know. There's something that I've experienced. There's something that I felt until, until I see the news and I hear all of the people that are dying and all of the people that are hurting and all of the things that are happening and all of a sudden I start to forget what I know because I'm listening to what someone says and it starts to make sense. Abram, come here. You know, God promised us that we would have a baby, but God doesn't seem to be coming through. I got an idea. Maybe what God meant was God, God promised us that he would do it, but maybe what he meant was, you know, he did give us this slave girl, and, and, and she's faithful, she's loyal. Abram, what if, what, if, what if I let you marry her, okay? And you got, maybe God will give me a baby that, so you're telling me you want, you have her, and you want me to marry her, and then we're going to have a, you know what? I mean, we do get a baby out of it, like that does make sense. What am I talking about? Nothing will talk you off the fence of what you know, like news, like information. The challenge with this, and, and, and you'll see this in your life. When you become distracted from what you know, this, you're no longer looking to the stars, the things that you, what am I, I'm not, and I understand, when I talk about, I'm talking about, I'm preaching beyond intellect this morning. I'm talking about the stuff that's in your gut. I'm talking about the stuff that you, you that nobody, that your own family members could not talk you out of it because you lived it. I'm talking about the stuff, that the dreams that people could not talk you because it burned like a fire in your belly. You could have not have talked me out of it. You could have not have talked me out of that I was going to believe God that he was going to heal. You could have not talked me out of that I was going to believe God that he was going to provide. You could not have talked me out of the fact that God was going to prosper me and my family and that my kids were going to be raising the things of God until I got information. Until the information started directed, and, and well, all of a sudden it didn't make sense anymore. And here's what happens when you start looking at the news. You become confused about God. In any time you get distracted from what you know, 
and you start paying attention to information, here's what happens. You get confused about God. You don't know where God stands anymore. This is where Sarai finds herself. She starts off in the beginning of the text saying, God has kept me from having a child. So God's the problem. Then at the end when she's mad at Abram, she says, Abram, you're, you, you're the one that is causing me this suffering. And she says this, may God judge between you and I. Well, which one is it, Sarai? Is God the problem or is God the solution? When I focus on information rather than what I know, I always become confused about God. Is God good or is God bad? Is God for me or is God against me? Is he going to be faithful or is he not going to be faithful? Is he going to come through like he said he was going to come through? Or is he going to not come through because it doesn't look like he's going to come through? I become confused about God. Here's the danger about becoming confused about God. When you become confused about God, you become concerned about you. Hear me, hear me again. When you become confused about God, you become concerned about you. People who are extremely me-centric in their life, I, 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 me, 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 it's not that they're just concerned about them to be concerned about them. It's because they're confused about God. Because they're confused about God, they have nobody that they can trust in, nobody that they can count on, so all of their problems are theirs to solve, so I become concerned about me. Listen to the language that Sarai continues to use. God has not given me a child. Maybe if you sleep with Hagar, I can have a family. She says to Abraham, you are the one that is causing me the suffering. What does she say about Hagar? Because she found out she's pregnant, she despises me. Me, me, me. I, I, I. Why is she so consumed with self? What is this? Do you feel this in your life? Why are you so worried about your future? Why are you so paranoid about the things that you're doing? Why are you so frenetic about your job and wondering how things are going to work out? I'm here to tell you, God has not come off of the throne. Don't allow yourself to be confused about God and put you in a position where you become concerned about you. What do I do? Look to the stars, Abram. Look to the stars. Remember what you know. Don't be distracted by the news. Don't be distracted by information. Don't be distracted by articulation and intellectual conversation that makes sense. It will steal your promise every single day. What are you looking at? I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. I'm looking at the stars. It's easy to be distracted by what I know when... I'm consumed with everything that I don't. When I see Sarai, when I see what Sarai is saying, what are you looking at? I'm looking at the stars, but I'm also looking at, I'm also looking at the suffering. There, there, there are a few things that will cause you to give up on what you believe like pain. What, what am I talking about? The, the hurt. Because when, when, when you're in pain, it's hard to think about anything besides the pain. When you get your eyes off of the stars, and, and what's funny is a lot of the suffering is just caused by nonsense, specifically in this situation. You can almost hear Abram's frustration when he says, listen, the, you, you have control over your slave. Do, do with her what you want. What have we done? What is this mess that we've created? And all of this mess that we've created by the decisions that we've made because we've been motivated by need, and all the decisions that we've made because we've been motivated by the news. Look at, all, look at what this nonsense has created. It's created suffering. Well, now we go even deeper because nothing will cause me to forget what I know like pain, like suffering. When I'm going through things that, man, I don't want to be going, does anything give? I don't want to be going through this anymore. And all of a sudden, I, st I stopped forgetting that he, promised, he, he, he made to me some promises. There's some things that he placed in my heart. There's some things that I know that I don't know how I know, but I know. And depending who you are in the story depends on what kind of suffering you experience. If you're Abram in the story, you suffer because you were talked into it. I don't know who can relate with that. 
I knew better. I knew that I shouldn't. I knew that I, di I didn't want to, but they rationalized. They told me it was a good business deal. They told me that it was a good thing. They told me that it would all work out. They told me that everything was above board. They told me that this would be the plan that would make us successful. What, and now I'm experiencing suffering, not because I wanted to, because I was talked into it. Does anybody know what it's like to look back and say, man, I wish I wouldn't have done that. And so I'm experiencing suffering because I was talked into it. If you're Abram, you're experiencing suffering because you were talked into it. If you're Sarai in the story, you're experiencing suffering. Why? Because you caused it. <laughs> Does anybody know? Does anybody have the humility to say there have been times in my life that I have not been the abused, I have been the abuser? There have been times in my life where I have not been the one who was wronged, I was the one who did the wrong. And there's sometimes in life that you get distracted from the things that you know when you see the suffering that you cause. And if you're honest, you think to yourself, I don't really even deserve those promises anymore, so what's the use? If you're Abram, you're suffering because you were talked into it. If you're Sarai, you're suffering because you did it. If you're Hagar, you're suffering and you asked nothing to be involved with. You didn't want to be, and you were, do, you, were, you were minding your own business, and pain found you. Does anybody know what it's like to be minding your own business? And it seems like, I, I, I was just minding my own business, but pain seems to find me. I, just, I was just getting my finances in order, and then here came those bills, and here came that information, and here came that diagnosis, and here came the heartache, and here came the pain, and here came the betrayal. I wanted, I, I was just trying to mime, I, I asked for none of this, and I find myself suffering. I think this is the biggest one that causes us a lot of times when we see the pain in the world, the pain of our situations, to give up on things that we know, because I hurt. And we start to think that because of the pain that I'm feeling, that God just must be over us, right? Like when you read this story and you read this situation and you look what these people are facing, I could just imagine, you know, Abram being like, okay, well, we, we messed that one up. <laughs> we messed that. God is certainly, I know you said look at the stars, but you couldn't certainly mean look at the stars Still, you couldn't certainly mean now that I've kind of forced your hand and done this and made this whole mess, there's no way that you still want to prosper me. And yet, look what God does. After all of this, look in your Bible. So if you have your Bibles, I want, to, I want to read it. In chapter 17. After all of this mess, mess that you have caused because you, mess that you're experiencing because you were talked into it, mess that you were experiencing because you caused it, mess that you were experiencing and you had nothing to do with it. It just happened to you. It called your name. You did not call for it. All of a sudden, I can imagine them thinking that it's over, that God is done. And yet another 10 years later, just, just thir nearly 13 years pass, and God comes back again. Here's what he says in chapter 17. When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am the Lord God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. He says, I'll make my covenant between me and you. I will greatly increase your numbers. Abram fell face down. It's like, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? We're going we're gonna to do this again. Don't you see the mess that I made? But I'm here to tell somebody today that God is not intimidated by the mess that you made, the mess that you were talked into, the mess that you had nothing to do with. God has an extraordinary way of taking messes and be, having this way of all of a sudden infusing them and turning them into a miracle. What do you know about that God? If what? If you'll get your eyes back on what you know. What is he saying to Abram? What is he saying to Abram? Abram, I'm not done. Look at the stars, Abram. Look at what you know. It's easy to be distracted by the need. It's easy to be distracted by the news. It's easy to be distracted by the nonsense. Get your eyes back on what you know. What are you looking at? Look at the stars. Count the stars. Remember my promise. Remember my experiences. Remember the things that I've gone through that I can't explain, but I know that 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 I know because I've lived it. Because I've lived it. I've walked with God. God looks at Abram, he says, listen, and because we're, we're going we're to do this again, I'm going to show you that I'm not done. Here's what, here's what he says to him. He says, from now on, you won't be known as Abram. You're going to be known as Abraham. And Sarai, she's not going to be known as Sarai. She's going to be known as Sarah. Why? Because sometimes God has to give you a new name. Sometimes in life, when you step into a new season, you have to remind yourself, yeah, you've gone through some stuff. Yeah, you forced some stuff. Yeah, you feel like you've got a little bit off track, but that's not you anymore. That's the old me. And I don't care if that old me was yesterday at 11 59 p.m. That is the old me, and it's time that some of us start renaming ourselves. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're facing. Business owner, I don't know what page you're needing to turn over, but I'm here to tell you that God has a new name for you. God has a new identity for you, and it's not wrapped up in the need. It's not wrapped up in the news. It's not going to be found in cracking the code. It's not going to be found in being able to sort through all the nonsense and find out whose fault it was and who did what and why they stabbed you in the back and why they left when you were so good to them. It's not about any of those things. It's about the stars. Look to the stars. Count the stars. Remember my promise. The, the byproduct of where you end up in life is not by your hustle, it's by the destiny, the seed that I put on the inside of your heart. There are certain things that I allowed you to go through that would shape you and that would mold you and form your worldview and your belief system. And there's things that you regret and there's things that you shame and there's things that you don't understand, but I use it all. I use it all to paint a beautiful masterpiece. I use it all to paint a beautiful picture. I know you went through an ugly divorce. I know you went through some ugly pain. I know you were taken advantage of as a child, but I can use it all to paint a beautiful picture if you'll keep looking at the stars, if you'll keep calling yourself by a new name if you'll start stepping into your new identity and I don't know what that means for you today for some of you in your business it may be very little I think for a lot of us today what is what is a name you name something something based upon what you want it to become when, when we name our children we would sit down and we would think what, what should their name be? And we look at the meaning of the name because we, we, we understand that every time we call their name, we're calling into existence the things that we want them to become. Some of you in your life, you've allowed things to start coming out of your mouth about yourself that are not true, and they're not leading you to the destiny that God has for you. I'm here to tell you that it's time to start speaking things over your children. It's time to start speaking things over your finances. It's time to start speaking things over your mental health. It's time to start speaking things over your family. It's time to get back, get back, get back to what you know. Look at the stars, look at the stars, look at the stars. Don't look at the need, don't look at the need. Hear me, don't look at the need, don't look at the need. Look at the stars, look at the stars, look at the stars look at the stars don't look at the news 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 look at the stars look at the stars look at the stars look at the don't be consumed by the nonsense don't be consumed by the nonsense don't be consumed by the nonsense look at the stars remember what you know remember what you know remember what you know remember what you know it's funny he he, he renames Abram and he renames Sarai 
but he doesn't rename Hagar. And I feel bad for Hagar because she was brought into this. We shame her like, what a dirty, dirty girl. <laughs> she didn't say, hey, Sarai, I have an idea. Why don't you give me your mans? You know, that was not how this story played out. I, my heart goes out to Hagar. How come, how, how come they get a new name and she doesn't? Well, Hagar's name actually means reward, and that's a whole nother message. But, 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 but while, while Abram and, and, and Sarai get a new name, Hagar doesn't get a new name. But it's interesting, if you read the text, she gives a new name to God. Because there's times in your life that you forget who you are, and then there's times in your life when you forget who God is. You forget what you know because you go through the pain and you see the need and you hear the news and you hear the information and everybody's talking in your ear and you hear what happened today, do you hear how many people died today, do you hear what's going on today, do you hear what's in the news today, did you post today, did you do something today, are you standing up today, are you doing something today, all this information, 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 I start forgetting, I start forgetting what I know and I either start forgetting who I am or I start forgetting who God is. I start thinking, where is God? God's not here. God, if he was here, wouldn't he be doing something? Wouldn't he be stepping in? God's so good. Wouldn't he be faithful? Sometimes you can forget. Sometimes you can think he's the God who forgets you, but she stands there and she gives him a name. You are the God. You are the God who sees me. You are the God who sees me. You are the God. You're the God. You are the God I've forgotten, forgotten. I feel like I've been on the backside of a wilderness because I've just been a slave girl. Everybody else has been in control of me. People wash me by, but you, you are the God. You are the God. What does it mean for you to look at the stars? Sometimes it's not renaming yourself. Sometimes it's reminding yourself who your God is. You are the God. You are the God who sees me. And even as I speak about this this morning, I think that there's people, if you're anything like me, when I say, what are you looking at? Get your eyes on the stars. Get back to what you know. You think, oh, God. Yep. Yep. Yeah, you know, you're right. Yep, 100% right. And then you, this is what happens. You start thinking, man, how frustrating. How frustrating. Like, think about where I could be if I wouldn't have got off track. All of, my, all of these silly things. How did I? I know, I know this. I know that I know this stuff. I want to encourage somebody today. Don't, don't be so obsessed over your silly seasons. Now, let, think about I'm, what I'm saying is exactly what I mean. Don't be so obsessed over the times in your life where you think, oh, we missed it. We got up course. Oh, how can that happen? Because the thing about our God, <laughs> the thing about our God is he can take your silly season and still use them to save somebody. See, no, you don't understand what I'm saying. You don't understand what I'm saying. See, 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 see Abram's busy playing God. And Sarai's busy confused about God. <laughs> but let me tell you, Hagar, you know what Hagar's busy doing? I guarantee you she's praising God. Because if Abram and Sarah don't go through a silly season, Hagar stays a slave. Do you hear what I'm talking about today? If you don't go through some things, if you don't, what you think is getting off, sometimes you're not off. Sometimes you're just establishing a territory of who you are. Sometimes you got to understand who you're not to be able to understand who you are. Don't overestimate seasons. I'm here to tell some of you, you don't understand why the employee stabbed you and stabbed you in the back. You don't know why the person betrayed you. I'm here to tell you, I don't understand it all either, but don't obsess over it. God, there's a God who's able to take silly situations and use them to save people. He can take a mama who's so 
afraid. She doesn't know what to do with her little baby named Moses. And the very best thing she can think of is why don't I put the child, the baby, in a basket and float it down a river. Talk about a silly decision, but look at God who will put Pharaoh's daughter just a little bit down the way to actually turn that situation into something good. God will take silly, silly people, people like Saul who think that they're actually helping God out, trying to kill Christians in this moment of blindness. Oh, I can't even see. And God will take it and transform it and turn it around and use it for his good. I'm here to remind somebody today, what are you looking at? Look to the stars. Get back to what you know. Get back to what you know. Get back to what get back. Get back to what you know. You really want what I want to say, and I want to say it boldly. And I, I, I have nothing to lose with any of y'all. So I just want to say it like I feel it. It's time to snap out of it. I have nothing to lose with any anybody. So those of you that are watching, welcome. And it's time to snap out of it. It's time to snap out of it. It's time to snap out of being obsessed over the need. It's time to snap out of being obsessed over all the news and all of the information, all the rhetoric and all of, all, of the, all of the things, all the political discourse, all of that kind of, it's time to snap out of the, out of the nonsense and get back to what you know. What, what do you, what, you know some things. You know some things. How do I, how do I remember? Some of you, you need, you need to take some time. You need to take some quiet time. You need to sit. You need to get your eyes closed like this. You need to take a deep breath. You need to get a pen and a piece of paper. What do I know? What, do I, what have I learned? What are my moments where I saw somebody fall from a tree? Things I used to mock, I started to believe it because I experienced it. What are the things that you know? What are the things that you know? You know what this really is about? We speak to a large audience. You know what this really is, is, is about? This really is about faith. There's, there's a, uh, and you guys can kind of keep it just real mellow. There's something about faith. There's, there's a, a, a new working definition that is helping me be able to be a person of faith. And here's, here's, here's one way that I would define faith. Not letting go, not giving up on the things that I know that I don't know how I know. You hear me? Not letting go of the things that I know that I don't know how I know. Look at the stars. Abraham, remember who your father is. Abraham is called the father of faith. Like if you, if you go all the way down to us, if you grew up in church, you know, uh, Father Abraham and many sons and many sons have Father Abraham. I am one of them, so are you. Like that was the song that we sang because we remind ourselves that we are all sons of Abraham, that God wanted to bless, that we would keep our eyes on what we know, keep our eyes on the stars. It was credited to him unto righteousness. Why? Because he was a man of faith. What is a man of faith? I don't let go of the things I know that I don't know how I know. How do you know that it was God, Abraham, that found you? I don't, I can't, I can't prove it to you. But I'm going to tell you that I know that it was God that found me. What do you know? 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 Not letting go of the things that I know that I don't know how I know. He who promised is faithful. My message is simple. To all of us this weekend, it's time to get back to what you know. Snap out of it. Snap out of it. Don't let go of the things that you know that you don't know how you know. For some of it, it's your dreams. For some of it, it's God's promises. And this is a journey. Some of you, you're in like the very beginning of your journey, and all you know is, I just think God's real because I can't explain what I feel in moments like this. So what's the next step for you? You keep continuing down the journey. Did you know that that's what the Bible is? The Bible is full of the stars. The Bible, what, are the, what do the stars represent for These are God's, when every time I look at the stars, what am I doing? I'm reminding myself of what I know. 
This is what I think made, made Abraham so incredible. This is why God's so cool. Because at the end of all the nonsense, at the end of all the need, Abraham still has to lay down and go to sleep at night. And when he lays down to go to sleep, you know what he has to look at? Stars. He has to remind himself literally of what he knows daily. The same is true for you. You can't remind yourself of what you know on occasion when you need it. You got as much as you're looking at the need, <laughs> as much as you're looking at the news, as much as you're looking at the nonsense, and those things don't go away. They're there. They're there. But I make sure that I get the stars in my eyes. I make sure I remind myself what it is that I know. So I think back on my life. I think back about my great-grandfather. If he didn't hold on to what he knew throughout his journey, I don't think that I'd be here holding a microphone talking to you today. And this message may not help everybody, but it's probably going to help somebody. See, I don't just think about my grandpa, great-grandpa in the times of Oh, we saw the kid and like, you have to remember, like he went on to pastor. You don't understand how hard pastoring is. Like, you got to deal with people's junk. <laughs> like if you've never been in, church people can be some of the meanest people. I, I, don't, I don't admire my great-grandfather just because he believed in God. I admire my great-grandfather because he never stopped giving up on what he knew. Through every stab in the back, you might know what I saw that day. I want to quit, but I know, I know what I saw that day. I want to stop believing that God is a provider because there is so much need in this world, but I know what I've experienced. I know the times that I've experienced a breakthrough, and there was no other way that it could have been anything else but God. It was God's miraculous keeping power. I, I, trust me, I want to give up. It's painful. Trust me, I want to give up. People have been nasty to me. Trust me, I want to give up. It's not as fun as it looks like. I, trust me, if you, if you only knew the road that I've walked, you wouldn't want to stand where I stand. But I don't give up. I don't give up for the accolades, and I don't give up for the, because of the applause. You know why I don't give up? Because I know what I know. I know what I know. I know the road that I've walked. I know the things that I've seen. I know the experiences that I have. I can talk you out of a lot of things today. I can talk you out of a lot of things today. The thing that I would have the hardest time talking you out of is your experiences. What am I talking about? The things that you know. Get back to what you know. It's where the blessing's at. Life will never be perfect. Life will always be messy. But I gotta keep my eyes on the stars because that's where the blessing's at. Did you hear me? That's where, that's where the blessing's at. That's where the blessing's at. Get back to what you know. Would you pray with me? Close your eyes all, all around, wherever you're watching this from. God, today, just a simple word. I think for most of us, we just say, yep, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Holy Spirit, once again, I call on your help and I call on your assistance. Holy Spirit, once again, I call on your help and I call on your assistance. Holy Spirit, once again, I call on your help and I call on your assistance. 
God, I pray for the people of this church. I pray for the people under the sound of my voice. I pray for people who have lost their way because they've been so consumed by need. And even hearing this today, they hear it and they want to, but the need is so big. The need is so great. The need is so strong. Holy Spirit, once again, I call on your assistance. Holy Spirit, the standby, the comforter, the one who encourages us in the things of God. Would you encourage your people today? Would you encourage your people to trust you again today? Would you encourage your people to rename themselves once again today? Would you encourage your people to get their eyes upon you once again today. God, would you encourage your people beyond their need to remember what they know? God, I ask that they would feel the same thing right now in this moment that they felt in that moment, that they would leave this room with the same faith, the same faith to not give up on the things that they don't know how they know, that they would believe for the bold miracles, that they would believe that the eyesight would come back, that they would believe that the appendage would grow out, that they would believe for things that they used to, 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 but then the need, but then the need, that they would believe for supernatural provision and supernatural increase and open doors of influence. No longer for themselves, but God, your kingdom come. Your will be done because you made a promise and you said, look at the stars. We didn't ask for it. You found us. You, think about that today. Think about that. Think about when you learned that. You weren't looking for it. He found you. When did you learn that he was a healer? When did you learn that he was a provider? When did you learn that he cared about what your relationships? When did you learn that he cared about your men? When was the first time that you got goosebumps on your skin and I don't know what I'm feeling, but this has got to be God. There's something bigger than just what is. There's something bigger than me. You weren't looking for it. It found you. It found you. Don't give up on the stars. Look at the stars. Look at the stars. Look at the stars. What are you looking at? What are you looking at? Are you looking at the need? Are you looking at the, are you looking at information that makes sense? Are you looking at information that makes sense? Are you looking at information that makes sense? Are you looking at all the calculations? Are you looking at all the schematics and making your decisions based upon an algorithm? Are you going to go back to some things that you knew, that you knew, that you knew, you didn't know how you knew, but it was before you had the money and before you had the fame and before you had the influence and before anybody thought that you were important, you had something down down in your gut and down in your belly and I choose that one why did you choose that one I didn't choose it because of the algorithm I didn't choose it because I was well versed in this line or this industry of work there was something in my prayer time when I begin just to look to God and say God would you speak to me God would you lead me and guide me by your unseen hand I started making decisions and in those decisions that I made I didn't even know why I was making those decisions but it was God making those decisions through me and things begin to be fruitful and things begin to grow and things begin to produce but sometimes in life I get distracted by the things that I know because the need shows up the need shows up, then information shows up, and there's things that I don't expect, and life gets disrupted, and it's time, it's time, you gotta snap out of it. 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 Faith, 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 faith. Snap, snap out of it. Faith, faith, faith. Do not let go of the things that you know that you do not know how you know. Faith, don't allow the things that you don't know. Hear this, this statement. Don't allow the things that you don't know. Why, 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 why? How much longer, how much longer, how much longer? What's gonna happen? What's gonna, don't allow the things that you don't know to keep you from the things that you do know. You hear me today? Eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize. Look to the stars, look to the stars, look to the stars, look to the stars. Remember your broken days, remember who found you. Huh, remember your broken days. Remember when your marriage was on the rocks and now you got opinions, huh? Huh? Remember your, remember your, remember your broken day. Remember the days ah, when you were just terrified. You were just terrified that your past was gonna find you, huh? But then time went by and you gained a little bit. Remember your broken, remember, remember what you learned when you had nothing. Remember what you learned when you had nothing. Remember, I, I remember what you learned when you had nothing. Remember what you learned when you had nothing. Remember what you learned when you had nothing. 
keep your eyes on the stars. I want to remind you God's not done. The thing about God, God, is, God just waits. God is not moved by, somebody needs to hear this. God is not moved by need. God is not moved by news. God is not moved by nonsense. God is moved by faith. So God, God's not on a time schedule like you are. He'll sit there and let you run yourself ragged, caught up in the need, caught up in the news, caught up in the nonsense until you get quiet and then he'll say, hey, hello, get your eyes on the star. I'm not done, I'm not done. You did what you need to do, you ran your little court, but we're, let's get back on track here. Let's get back on track here, let's get back on track here. You, he can make up for lost time. That's not what we're talking about, not all the time. He can make up for lost time. But the only way out is through. How do I go through? By faith. Not letting go of the things that I know, that I know not how I know. Don't let go of the things that you know, that you don't know how you know. I dare you to go on an adventure with God. I dare you to allow Him to show Himself to you. I can tell you all my stories, but they won't mean much until you open up your heart to God and allow him to show you the stars. Look to the stars. Remember what you know. God, today we look to you. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Holy Spirit. I wanna give you an opportunity just right where you're at. Just, can you talk to God? I know some of you are with your families. It can be awkward. Maybe dad, maybe you just wanna step back to the back of the room. Maybe mom as you're in the kitchen or you're driving. Some of you, I, I think some of you have forgotten what you know. And this conversation can resonate with you, but it's like, yeah, but what do I know? You just ask the Holy Spirit, remind me what I know. Remind me what I know. This is, I, I can preach this, but I don't, you, you gotta do something with it. You have to live, it, like, if what I'm saying is true, you have to practice it. Right now, just between you and God, God, I open my heart to you. I open my, would you remind me what I know? Would you remind me of what I know? That you would help me, you would help me get back to, get back to, not because I've been, I've been wayward, not because I've been wayward, but I've just allowed, I've just, time has gone by and I've been, I've been distracted by things and I wanna be back, back to what I know. And you, God's so gracious, he's gonna use it all. He's gonna use it all almost, almost like you think, well, maybe I wasn't off. It's not that, it's not that. It's not about on or off, it's about faith. It's about faith. It's not. A, it's about. It's about faith. Faith is the green light. Everything else puts it on red. Faith is the green light. Everything else puts it on red. Faith is the green light. Everything else puts it on red. That's it. It's. E it's either go or stop. There's. There's not like this in between of like on or off. It's like if 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 I'm operating in faith, not letting go of the things that I know that I don't know how I know things work, things click, things jive. Where's the it factor? Where's the magic? Where's the stuff that used to work? It's. 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 It's not locked up in in detail and algorithms and things and, and, and schematics and programs. It's locked up in faith. It's locked, am, am I, am I, what is faith? I'm not letting go of the things that I know that I don't know how I know. When I don't let go of the things that I know that I don't know how I know, things just click, things just jive. They're not perfect, but I can go through need and I'm not moved by my need. I can hear the news, but it's okay. I'm not moved by the news because there's things that I know that are greater than what I see. I can see nonsense around me, but I'm not troubled. I'm not troubled by the gossip. I'm not troubled by the rumors. I'm not troubled by the people. I'm 
I'm not troubled by the shame. I'm not troubled by any of it. Why? Because I know what I know. I know what I know. I know what makes things go, and it's not my behaviors. It's not my perfection. It's not me dotting every I and crossing every T. What makes things go is faith. What makes things go is faith. What makes things go is me believing God. It puts God into motion. My faith is what pleases God. When I refuse to let go of the things that I know, that I don't know how I know, things begin to go. Things begin to go. Things begin to grow. Things begin to produce. How come it's not moving as fast as I want it to move? Get back to what you know. How come it's, how come it's not flourishing like it once flourished? It wasn't the program that you used back then. It wasn't the thing that you, it was, it was that you, you, there was things that you knew that you did not let go of. There was things that you knew that you did not let go of. Don't let go of the things that you know as it pertains to your family, as it pertains to your children, as it pertains to your finances, as it pertains to your future. God is not done with you in your life. God is not done with our country. God is not done with his people. God is not done with the church. You hear me? Snap out of it. Snap out of it. I, with all compassion in my heart, I, I, I just say, snap out of it. You know some things. Stop second-guessing yourself. You've experienced some things that have testified some things that have been anchored in your heart. Don't let go of those things. That's how you got here. That's how you got here. God, we look to you today. If you're here today, maybe watching, you never made a decision to place your faith in Christ, I want to give you an opportunity to do so. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. We believe that our life matters here on earth, but we also believe that we spend forever somewhere, heaven or hell, heaven or hell. The Bible says whoever calls on his name will be saved. I want to give you an opportunity to pray this prayer. I'm not going to try to talk you into it. I believe your heart compels you to do so. But I am going to ask that you'd say this prayer if you're watching. Maybe with people, you can say it under your breath, however you want to say it. But say this out loud. Would you say it with me? Say, Jesus, today, I believe in my heart. I say out of my mouth, you are the Son of God. I believe that you live for me. I believe that you died for me. I believe that you came back from the dead for me. Today, I call you my Savior. And I make you my Lord. Say this. Say, Jesus, help me to live the life that you made me to live. In Jesus' name. Keep your eyes closed right where you're at. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. He sees you. Some of you, you're in the position of Hagar today, and I just dare you out of your mouth to give God a name. What you call him matters. What you call him matters. Have you forgotten who he is? What you call, you are the God. You are the God who sees me. There's nothing worse in life than being misunderstood. There's nothing worse in life than feeling like you don't fit in with the people that you want to fit in with. You're in the room. You're doing the work. You're part of the conversations. But you feel like a slave. I get to go through the motions, but I don't feel like I'm a part of the family. But it's not people who make you part of the family, it's God. This is why Hagar says, you are the God who sees me. What kind of God can take people's mistakes, place a slave woman into a family? What kind of God is so good that he can use people who have wondering eyes 
and use their wondering eyes to cause people to feel his eyes on them. You are the God who sees me. I just declare that you're not forgotten. I just declare that you're not forgotten. Whatever you believe that he is, he can be to you. Whatever you believe that he is, he can be to you. Whatever you believe he is, he can be to you. Start calling God something different and watch, the, watch how you experience God different. Some of you just feel like he's so disappointed in you. Some of you watching, no, you're, you're the God who is pleased with me. You are the God who is for me. You are the God who sees me. You are the God who fights on my behalf. You are not the God who is far off. You are the God who is near. You are the God who puts me in a family. You are the God who takes care of my family. You are the God who provides for my family. You are the God who heals my family. You are the God who restores my family. You are the God who heals my mind. You are the God who turns situations around where it seemed like they were heading for darkness and you exposed them to light. You are the God who sees me. God, let us be encouraged today. Hear me one more time. Eyes on what you know. Look to the stars. Don't be distracted by need. Don't be distracted by information that makes sense, the news. Don't, be dis don't, don't, allow, don't allow the nonsense to move your eyes away from what you know. Faith. Don't let go of the things that you know that you don't know how you know. God, we trust you today. Right where you're at, the band's gonna lead us in one more song. I'm believing that God in these next few moments as you just open your heart, whether you sing along with the words, you don't know the words, it's fine. It's all about a moment. It's all about a moment. My prayer for you is that some of you, in the simplicity of these next few minutes, you would experience a moment. An ex a moment that would cause you to know some things that maybe you've not known to this point. God, we open our hearts to you. Right where you're at, just close your eyes. Just open your hearts to God. The band's going to lead us. God, we look to you today. We look to you today. We look to you today. We look to you today, dear God. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 